Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Shake along with us, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Beller. Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Luke Moore's here. All right. And the man who stops the traffic lights, but only when they're green, is Pete Donaldson. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Football Ramble, everybody. We're all ready for the show, aren't we, Peter? I was just kicking a, uh, around a box of Earl Grey tea. Oh, oh thinking you right, were Ronaldinho. Well, just, just to colour that in a little bit, he was failing to control a box of Earl Grey yeah. tea. It was thrown at me at pace. Yeah, true. It that is will happen. as well. Don't don't get... will happen. There it is. There we go. Yeah. You was like them apples. Yeah, you've landed that on a shelf. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Could do that again, and we yeah. won't let you try. <laughs> hey. There's the video sorted. Did you ever film that? I've, ne- I've never seen such control of a tea bag, <laughs> <laughs> if you will. Um, now then, gentlemen, let's get into the show, because Jurgen Klopp commented that the cop end was a little quiet at the weekend, 
And Anatol Karanka also had a pop at the Borough fans as well. Mm, a yeah. sort of a pop, if you know what yeah. I mean. He said they weren't good enough. <laughs> and they said, oh, they should. It's the same where they were a year ago when I joined. What's he, what's he hoping to achieve? <laughs> Get them angry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah rile them up. Strange. And they'll like, apologise to him at the start of the next time. <laughs> yeah. In unison. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you were given the task of improving the atmosphere at a Premier League ground or grounds in general, um, what would you come up with, Jim? I would have this in every ground. Mm. And you know, um, some music venues have those like noise limiters where if the band mm. go above a certain volume, it cuts the power. Mm. Um, I would employ a similar system where if um, a certain sort of level of decibels was reached, um, fireworks would shoot out of the goalposts. So oh, nice. Obviously, right. ima- every, every time you scored, obviously that would that would happen. Yeah. So uh, um, it, it makes scoring a goal even better. So you could have a long-range <laughs> screamer and then bang, fireworks yeah. as well. That'd and like lovely. a scuffed rubbish goal, yeah. it would still happen and that would be hilarious. What, what about the ball changing? This is not mine, but this just reminded me. What about the ball changing colour? So like it's a different colour depending on how good the atmosphere is. So if, if it's really loud, it's, the ball's like red. And if yes. it's like really quiet, it's like well, grey. Yeah, but knowing English football crowds, they would just be quiet and go, yeah, look at the ball. Look at the yeah. rubbish that's, ball. Oh, that's their problem. Yeah. <laughs> But that's I think decision. penalty saves as well might put the keeper off a little bit, like mm. generally throughout the game, knowing mm. that fireworks could go off at any time. Yeah. But, you know, they've learned to live with that. I wonder, I think they've got a decibel counter or something of that ilk at the Georgia Dome where the Atlanta Falcons play. They played at the weekend, they just won to go, they're going to be at the Super Bowl. And they're well known for having a very, very noisy stadium. I think they might have the record in the US for the mm. loudest fans. Like quite a lot of decibels. Mm. I mean, more than one or two decibels, guys. <laughs> right, okay. Um, I think they might have like a decibel counter, so similar, but I don't think they have any fireworks coming out the post. Did they do a test here and it was Stoke City? Was it? Okay. Yeah. It's probably just, that, that probably just ring, a window, wasn't it? That rings a bell. Wind. That rings Palace a decibel. <laughs> Palace are loud as well, aren't they? Are they? Yes, they, they, yeah. they, they, well, maybe not quite of late. But so just, <laughs> every time anyone I know goes to the Britannia, whatever it's called now, um, the Stoke City Stadium. Yeah, Britannia. Um, they, no, it's called the Bet365 Stadium now, I think. Oh, of course um, it is, yeah. they, they, everyone Thank you, Overlodge. Yeah, <laughs> everyone says to me, oh, it's so windy. It's just so, so windy. windy. Yeah. <laughs> so it could be, it could be a wind factor. It could be um, people uh, who have to wash the um, towels for their long throw-ins screaming, oh, not another one! Yeah, Where's some more towels? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Going back, to, going back to the Roy Delap era. Yeah. It's nice yeah. to hear. That's, That's right. right, yeah. Roy Delap dynasty, I'd go as far as Luke, what have you got for the uh, Yeah, it's called the Roy Delap Stadium now, I think. I would go for, have you guys seen it's really big in the US but it's also becoming quite big here and Chris Kamara and Ben Shepard do it Ninja no. Warrior UK yes it's, no. it's terrible TV I'll allow me to fill you in mm. it's terrible TV it's not Saturday tea time TV but it's compelling to watch mm-hmm. it's essentially um, like a it's more, like Wipeout isn't it yeah it's like a more friendly like oh, an I, army assault course thing I do know yeah. what you mean yeah. in the US they, they have people who train for it it's like a proper competitive thing mm-hmm. here in Britain they make people dress like Lara Croft yeah, and that's like that. and yeah. we just make a mockery of it yeah, yeah. and then there's some people who actually have a crack at it and they're yeah. pretty good well allow me to, to tell you my idea then before essentially you've got players who train all week mm. and, and then they have a squad of say 25 I think it is in the Premier League whatever it is you can only have um, you know 17 or, or 18 or something on the match day squad those players who aren't, aren't making the match day squad they have to play against the away team uh, in a, in a uh, competition of Ninja Warrior on the pitch <laughs> before the game mm-hmm. um, just to show their, their physical because they're going to be physical mm. specimens right? Mm. they're going to be very mm-hmm. very impressive athletes anyway so mm. they're probably going to get quite far be quite good and they're um, quite competitive aren't they quite yeah. and, they'll get, and they'll get knackered out for the main get, uh, game they're not in no, the squad market they're not in the squad oh, market sorry, sorry. don't worry no harm done. argument yeah. Yeah. No, there's, no, there's, no, there's, no, there's no problem there because they're right. not in the squad so, mm. um, and they just and then and they have almost like a, a supplementary sort of secondary tournament of Ninja Warrior UK among players who aren't part of the match day squad and then there's a little prize for that at the end of the season. So uh, maybe like a little gladiators, um, where you 
a run when people had those big sticks. You know, those yeah, uh, big yeah. kind of um, spongy sticks Works that the gladiators used to attack people with. The thing is, you get to a game early these days. Right? You get to a game early because you're travelling away or mm. you, you muck up your trans- transport, you get a bit early. Not something any of you will be familiar no. with. But, but no, but actually, Jim's, no. Jim's, very, Jim's very punctual, so maybe Jim does. Get a load of that. You yeah. get there 45 minutes early. What do you see? You see nothing. You see a bunch of play- players coming on occasionally and warming up. You see um, the goalkeeping coach pinging a cost- cross into the goalkeeper as mm-hmm. a warm up. You mm. sometimes see an extra goal to the side of the goalpost. Mm-hmm. You see, where, you I'm see where nothing about ninjas. <laughs> no, exactly. There's yeah. not enough ninja warrior going on. You see on. Wayne Rooney trying to uh, deflect a header away from Graham Lassau. Yeah. Thus saving embarrassment for we're, the young Jerseyan. We'll not have uh, many bad words about Wayne Rooney this week. No. No. It's the I'm testimonial sure. show. <laughs> anyway, Ninja Warrior UK. Right. Lovely. There it is. That's going to get we're them a bit going. longer than I expected. So sorry about that. That's fine. Peter. Uh, I would probably give each fan a little monitor, you know, like um, a, mm-hmm. a lead singer would have. And uh, then you can see how much you're actually... It, it would reduce on um, people just whinging about referees and stuff. Because if you have that back at you, you're like, oh, I was such an annoying voice. I'm just whinging about the referee or whinging about... Oh, like you know, stri- piece, yeah, like like, well, No, no, piece. but like a monitor kind of like at your feet. You oh, know, okay, one of those yeah, big like, yeah. PA systems that yeah. you have, uh, the, the, the people that rock stars put their foot on mm-hmm. yeah. to get a bit more... Um, yeah. Get a bit more angle well, on, yeah. the, on the, the crowd. Right? They all feed back. <laughs> nightmare. Well, that's the thing. I, I would add in um, individual glass cubes for each supporter. That's going to fucking the atmosphere would be brilliant. Then, yeah, exactly. Because it? it reflects, <laughs> isn't it? It's like, uh, it's like Abbey Road. <laughs> How would you improve the atmosphere at a football game? Put people in a vacuum tank. <laughs> no, <laughs> it wouldn't have the roof on the glass thing. Yeah, it would just right. reflect um, the, the, the the noise up. I okay. would make the whole experience um, much more individual than it perhaps already. <laughs> yeah, is. exactly. It would reflect the what, noise. Constantly told that not, it's an individual spot. Not for the first time this this season. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Pete's answer is. Right. So, <laughs> it's all about sound refraction. Okay. I thought it might sound, be. Yeah. Aren't you just pumping the sound up into the sky rather than down to the players? Yeah. Well, most of them are roofed now, so it would come back down again. Wouldn't oh, it? Yeah. All right, more glass on the roof then. Yeah. Glass roofs. There you go. That's not actually a serious answer, right? Right. Actually, okay. I'm, that's I'm an also, acoustic. Sorry, none of them are roofed. What? None of them have roofs. <laughs> what? None, literally it? none. What do you mean? No from, Premier League stadiums yeah. have got a roof. Oh, no, over the supporters, they do. If yeah. they're pointing straight up, it's going to hit the roof, isn't it? All right. I know you All don't right. visit for one from guys very often. <laughs> you sound <laughs> like you're going to hit the roof every minute. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you basically think that all Premier League stadiums they're not should have acoustically, a roof on, yeah? They're Marcus, not acoustically Mr. Peter, decent. You think roofs on stadiums? Roofs on stadiums and a monopoly person. The, the pattern that tends to happen with the opening question, like more often than not, is we do our answers, Pete does his, no one understands it, he then gets really annoyed, and then we go to you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, I would. Um... So Pete's like essentially like a, that side of the desk is like Pete's in an old people's home. Yeah. <laughs> just get, oh, yeah, glass tanks, back in my day, roofs. Yeah. Oh, the nurse are stealing my money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I would have um you know like sometimes before in the in the WWE you have uh, say like the two managers or two wrestlers come out and they slag each other off for yeah. a bit and yeah. people seem to enjoy that. Yeah. I would have the the chairman of both clubs come yeah. out beforehand, stand in the centre circle and have microphones and then just, just slag each other a off. Little battle, little oh, battle. You've got no money, your club. Oh, well you <laughs> bought the title and it would get it going and mm. I think the fans would be uh, I think that would G everybody up. Mm, okay. Um or to get a better atmosphere in the Emirates, I would sign a proven goal scorer. <laughs> 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 um, Spend some out of rainy day fun. Yeah. <laughs> for every listener. Indeed, yeah, yeah. Cause, cause without like. a doubt, cheering is is what you want from the home yeah, crowd yeah. at a football match. <laughs> um, uh, Luke's got the points with his Ninja Warrior. Well, idea. listen, I dedicated points to, to Chris Kamara and Ben Shepherd, <laughs> the doyens of mm. Saturday tea time. And, and, all, you, and all you ninjas out there. Surely the it's uh, a weird collection of people, though, isn't it? It's like Ben Shepherd, that lady from the Saturdays who I don't know her name, and uh, Kamara. Kamara. Yeah. 
Chris Kamara and Ben Shepard are, are sure to inherit Anton Dex's two-time crown. He got there was a man who was very muscular uh, doing it, and Chris Kamara um, sort of undid his shirt to show his body off, forgetting, of course, that Chris Kamara's got quite a good body for a fifty-year-old man. So Ben Shepard's quite ripped as yeah. well. Is he? I, I'm oh, a fan okay. of, by the way, I don't want this to be misconstrued. Me having, having a pop at those two, I actually quite like them. No, I, I, I don't like Ben Shepard because when they play in that annual football match, he takes it too seriously. He takes it too seriously, yeah. and he actually goes out and damages players like, like Jonathan Wilkes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Or Boris Johnson yeah. that time. <laughs> no, Jonathan Wilkes, a footballer that we never knew. No, exactly. You know, yeah. on the pitch. That's all he does now, isn't it? It yeah. seems. Like he's famous for being a celebrity Charitable. who just does soccer aid. Yeah. Well, he organises it, doesn't he? He's, he's kind of at the head oh, of right. the thing. Oh, well, I've, there I, go. I retract you... my snooty. No, no, no but to be fair to Jim, <laughs> if it, that, he needs to organise it. And, yeah. to fair, <laughs> and to be fair to listeners, we've already spent way too much time on Jonathan Wilkes. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> we must go to the Premier League straight uh, away. Manchester City 2, Spurs 2, it was, it was a beefy one. Uh, Jim, really was. you and I were worried about Yaya Torre. We and he played central, uh, so, well, central in that midfield defending you know in front of the back four and and they managed to avoid defeat yeah it was uh, he was he, he was a lot more disciplined and um well discipline is the wrong word but he, he well he worked harder than you you fear he might after the the Everton game he put he put a decent shift in and that's the thing with him isn't it sometimes sometimes you know he he doesn't turn up more often than not he does but it's those maddening games like the Everton one where it's mm. like what, what is he doing there why isn't why has he decided to not try in this game well, but he, he was he was great against Spurs well uh, but it was the fact that City <laughs> just went at Spurs they should have won that game I mean they, that, that's really how they controlled the first half but that's how, well, that's how attacking Manchester City were they went at Spurs they, they, they tried to sort of press them back it was, it was quite fascinating to see two high defensive lines go at each other yeah. growing compress they, the pitch but, but the other two was the defensive midfield in front of him you had Silva and De Bruyne who were playing a little bit deeper than the Normal, and then in front of them, Aguero, Sterling, and, and Sane. Mm. Very attacking. Yeah, it sort of and it nearly it, paid off. It should have paid off. It should have paid off. I think it, it freed up De Bruyne. Who I, oh, I thought was was probably the standout player for Man City on the, on the day. De Bruyne and, and Sane. Yeah, yeah, and, they, and they really pushed and pushed hard and, and pressed from the front and, and put Spurs under a lot of pressure. And I think. At half time, Spurs would have been. I mean, Pochettino would have been delighted to come away nil nil because they they were completely dominated. Oh my goodness. This is why it's so hard to do. I mean, not doing like a woe is me sort of sound the violin sort of thing, but it is sometimes so hard to do this show on like a Thursday and a Monday. You try and predict what's going to happen. You try and look at the the, the, the trends and how teams are playing. For Man, there was absolutely nothing to suggest that Man City could perform in that way no, un- yeah. under Guardiola currently yeah. against against probably at the time the league's most informed side. Quite with, a brave thing to do, really. I think I think it was, and I think I think it paid off for them. And, and uh, but that shows you really the quality of this Spurs outfit, as far as that they don't know when they're beaten, and even though they know they've got out of jail with a draw there, they never gave up. They they, yeah. pushed, they were pressing pushed, all the, the time. The whenever whenever Man City player got a ball, got the ball, certainly in the second half, there was like two or three players around him. They yeah. really did force the uh, force the issue. And, and they also had a difficult time of it in terms of the, the way they had to change their shape, and, the, That's and right. then they lost out of the Vireld, and mm-hmm. and they and they still come away from that with a draw, which is yeah. a massive point game so, for them. Some, some, the, ra- some rare drops from uh, both goalkeepers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, from both goalkeepers, yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, both yeah, goalkeepers. Both. So yeah, I think in the first half, Spurs they seemed a little bit not rattled, but they seemed to they didn't really know how to get out of City's press, did yeah. they? And you saw Pochettino ran down the tunnel at half time because obviously he wanted to get his ideas across very mm. quickly, and it, it worked. This is well, how you press. Well, Fire up the PowerPoint. They went two 0 down very quickly, but like again, as you say, that that fight back, uh, they didn't they didn't drop their heads. They just fought back. Um, it's it's a ridiculous point for them to have got really, and I mean the, the Sterling situation as well. Where that, that's just it's a penalty all day, isn't it? Well, with the Carl Walker, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing was that the problem with that is that um, he was offside, and that wasn't given. If you look mm. at the replay, 
he's actually offside. Mm. The, the assistant referee didn't give it. I'm not saying it, was, it wasn't a penalty because obviously the play continues, yeah. as we'll talk about probably when we talk about the Arsenal game mm. later. But because the, the play continues, but he mm. was offside. It was it was a definite penalty. Well, it was it was that one when when uh, do you remember? I've suddenly just been reminded of a slightly similar sort of thing where. England were playing Ukraine in Euro 2012 and John Terry cleared the ball off the line and it, the ball went over the line and everyone was going mental going, well, that was over the line, that should have stood. Yeah. But actually, the guy was in an offside position. Yeah. So if, by your own argument... You um, want the letter of law applied. Exactly, yeah. then, then none of that would have happened. Yeah. You but the I mean? thing is, though, I mean, you know, Sterling being called offside... Uh-huh. Would still have benefited City because Spurs went down the other end and scored, didn't well, they? So, <laughs> yeah, well, no, no hindsight, absolutely. On, on the Larice thing, um, it was a, some some day for him to have his worst performance yeah. of the season. You know, it's very, very, very difficult for him. Obviously, he was under a lot of pressure and stuff. But generally, he's very, very good. And I, I don't think. And a, a couple of Spurs players I've seen come out and say that you know we we win and, and, and lose together. Obviously, they didn't lose. But we win and lose together, mm-hmm. and, and it's not Hugo's fault and all this other stuff because he's been amazing and he's one of the better keepers in the Premier League, if not mm. the best. But it was just such a shame that because the thing, the reason I've that up is because if you look at the extent to which Man City dominated that game, mm. right? It's actually come down to two goalkeeping errors that they've even scored. That's right. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if Loris has, has had a textbook game, not even an outstanding game, yeah. a textbook game, uh-huh. they would have kept a clean sheet, mm. which, which is absolutely incredible given the, the, the tenor of the well, game. Well, it is. And, and Guardiola blamed missed chances, not the referee for the for, yeah. for not winning. Because if you think about the way the first half went, I mean, Spurs, as you said, Jim, you know, they couldn't get out of it and, and were making sloppy passes, and the back three wasn't really working for them, and he changed it up. And, you, and City should, would have should have gone ahead uh, yeah. in that first half, and then they well the first goal wasn't necessarily gifted because actually it was a great ball in that caused Larice to come out and Sané was a bit of hesitancy from the centre back wasn't there as yeah well. but it was but those balls in behind actually were pretty decent and some of those through balls because when you're playing a high press like that then there was, the there was obviously space and and teams like Manchester City, they do have pace. But, uh, um, do you think there was a suspicion of a handball with Sano there? Was it too close? Well, to he did him, come off think? his arm. Yeah, but it's yeah. too close to him. Do you think? For yeah, to be I just, it's, it's impossible it's, to ask a referee yeah. to see that, really. Yeah, and he also he does gain an advantage from it, doesn't it? But it's 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 a really tough one. That mm. well, Spurs look better when Eric um, when when Dyer went back into centre back position, yeah. and actually when Alderweireld came off, when Yama slotted in really well. He was. I thought. Do you know what? I think the standout players, and that guy I've already mentioned, De Bruyne, I thought was City's mm-hmm. best player. But Wanyama was magnificent. He was everywhere, putting fires out all over the place. And um, I actually thought Kolarov played very well. Kolarov did out of position and, and did, did very well. And, and, and Sun coming on, yeah, that yeah. was that was a lovely tactical switch up from from Pochettino. How did he not get a yellow card for doing that dink over the keeper when he was offside? Like, yeah, I know he what you mean. it was about five to six seconds after he'd blown he, the whistle. He was <laughs> saying he couldn't hear it, wasn't he? Because it was too loud. But but one of the things I find interesting, you're absolutely right, Pete. And I think under the letter of law, he would have been would have been booked for that. For me, these I think that law is so antiquated, it's unbelievable. Yeah. There are so many ball boys with balls around. It doesn't. It, the original, I, I believe, and I'm, I'm happy to be corrected, but I believe the motivation for that rule or law right. is it, it's a delay of play. Okay, right. But actually, the, the, the ball boys provide so many balls so quickly, mm, yeah. that it doesn't actually make any difference. No, it's, anyway. it's quicker. Anyway. If you booted the ball into the crowd, hmm. it would be back on the field quicker, quicker, than, yeah. quicker than if you passed it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you remember Van Persie getting sent off for Arsenal in the Champions League? For yeah, against that? Barcelona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very, very weird. Because, mm. again, he said he didn't hear the whistle, which is, a, a, again, a reasonable concern because that happens quite a lot. I was of that opinion then, and I'm still of that opinion now. I don't know why I don't change that. It yeah. is strange, but um, good news, ball boy fans. But there will be more ball boy chat a little bit later on. Yeah, uh, Danny um, Rose made one of the tackles of the season. Oh, like, oh, it's fantastic! Wasn't yeah. It? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, the first time glorious. we watched it, it was like, oh dear, <laughs> <laughs> great decision from the referee, though. I mean, they've it, been hauled over the course so yeah. many times. The, thing, the, thing, the reason I was so impressed by it was without getting too beardy about it, it was like it was <laughs> a really, really uh, poor technique in terms of a tackle. He went around the wrong side yeah. in the. <laughs> 
penalty yeah. error and hooked his foot around. Yeah, did a Yui. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> if he, if he, yeah, he pulled a U in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the penalty error. If, if a coach was coaching a, a, a young player to do that, they would be never say tackle like that, especially yeah. not on the penalty area. So it was, it was yeah. obviously, it, it looks amazing because it was pulled, it, it came off. You know? Yeah. Go back to that uh, sun yes, thing, just quickly. Um, does that count as another shot Bravo didn't say? <laughs> <Does that laughs> <maybe? laughs> he didn't save any again, did he? No, he no, didn't. No, yeah. right. well, I mean, it was one shot on target, one goal, wasn't it? Do you reckon that's why the City was so good? Right. If, you, if they shoot, yep. it's a goal. It's, <laughs> it's, like in, it's like in hockey when they set the keeper off. So just don't let them have the ball. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's it. <laughs> to be, I mean, to be fair, in Bravo's defence, even Guardiola said he, you know, he could have done nothing with the two goals. Yeah, yeah. And then if there are no other shots on goal, that stat is slightly misleading. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, you can read whatever you want for a you know, He's got to save something soon. I saw a guy um, tweet. I might have mentioned it actually. I saw a guy yeah. tweet about Wayne Rooney coming off the bench uh, in a game a couple of weeks ago. He was awful. And this guy, I, I, I presume, hadn't watched the game, but was one of these stats guys. I, I genuinely, I, don't, I can't remember his name. Uh, and he he, put, he just posted up and like it was like an automated tweet thing. All the things Rooney had done, like key passes, tackles, passes, and all mm-hmm. this sort of stuff. And it's like, and at the bottom he put um, oh, influential move by, by Mourinho or whatever. And everyone was piling going, "Did you actually watch it? He was dreadful." So I think, yeah, I think and he was dreadful. Mm. I think you can read what you want into into that sort of stuff. Mm. You can do. Um, but yeah, a good point for Spurs nonetheless. Although two points dropped, perhaps at the in, in, thing. in the circumstances, I think Spurs have got to be delighted. Yeah. yeah, and so is Harry Winks coming on and playing a good role. Yeah, mm. oh, oh. Winksy. It was such a strange run from City in the first half in particular. And I said this last week, and I'll say it again, they, they do remind me of Arsenal sometimes, the way they seem to take a t- an extra touch on too many things. Sterling's very just, guilty of that. Yeah, just don't really sort of um, you know make the best of, of the chances that they create because they sort of slightly overplay it. And I wonder, you know, uh, Barcelona, when, uh, when Guardiola was there, people always said it was like Arsenal times a billion, and it is a similar style of play, just far, far better and more effective. And I wonder if that sort of style just doesn't translate to the Premier League because there, t- there are too many teams you can't bully. But do you think, Jimmy, even though they've... In that game, on that game's evidence, they've eradicated maybe the defensive errors that John Stones was guilty of more previously. But do, they still don't look like confident, do they? No, they really don't. It's fascinating. Yeah, you think you think he would have installed a bit more confidence in them than that? The fact that we're saying that we were, we're surprised that they went out with such an attacking mindset is insane. If you mm. know the first ten games of the season where they were smashing everyone, you wouldn't think we'd be talking like this, would you? No, no you certainly no. wouldn't. But I, I think on the t- sorry, Mark, because I, I was just going to say I think on the Toure thing, part of the reason he. he, he I don't know. He, I don't know if saying he got away with it is, is harsh on him, but part of the reason he looked better is, my, in my view, purely because the front five players just pushed and worked so hard that they the Spurs couldn't they couldn't get any sort of rhythm going. They couldn't no. get the ball out of their own territory, and, and mm. I don't think Torre needed to be as big a part yeah, of that as a traditional that's right. as, as as someone like Victor Wanyama sometimes is. Mm-hmm. He's all over the place, and Torre wasn't like that. Yeah, well, Manchester City sort of did what teams have done against them this season so mm. far sort of pressing uh, and so on and so forth um, but we'll we move on to Liverpool uh, Swansea because that was uh, another oh. great game on the weekend it's been a great perhaps, weekend hasn't it yeah, perhaps the outstanding result of the weekend uh, Collop as we say felt Anfield was a little bit too quiet for his liking but but when you concede goals like that, you can sort of understand. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Lorente was fantastic, and Sigurdsson obviously got the winner. Uh, but there was something that you said last week, Luke, when we talked about, um, is it Trent Alexander? The, Alexander-Arnold. Alexander-Arnold. Yeah. So Trent Alexander-Arnold, yeah. the, the right-back, and you said you know he wasn't too sure about Nathaniel Klein. And actually, Klein didn't look too sharp. 
No, he's, he's come back from injury, though, isn't he? Yeah, he, he is. I mean, I, I just thought, with this game, I thought that, uh, first of all, I was really pleased for Paul Clement. I think, you know, he's, it's a great scout for him. It'll give him, as a manager, a lot of confidence and give mm. his team a lot of confidence as well. I just think we talked about this a little bit in the past, that Liverpool struggling badly for goals um, and for fluency and, and, for, and for getting all their players together. I think in the penalty era, particularly, their defending was really, really um, nervous and, and not at all assertive. Uh, and I think when Matip comes back in, for probably for Clever, and that'll, that'll, that'll improve. But they, Lorente is a penalty. Whatever you think of him now in terms of his form and, and, and the level of career he's at, he's a penalty box forward. Mm-hmm. He's strong in there. You know, it's, it's almost like Andy Carroll. We saw Andy Carroll this weekend going back to basics and, and, and powering in the header Absolutely. and making a textbook forward run to follow up a parry, mm-hmm. right? Lorente to me is that type of forward yeah. and he will dominate you if you're not confident, if you're not assertive. And that's just what Liverpool were guilty of. Mm. And the thing I was most impressed with from Swansea was just Liverpool pegged them back and Swansea still found something extra to win the game and away yeah. from home that's such a difficult thing to do. Yeah, it's, again, it's, it is that sloppy defending though as you say and I'm surprised that Clavin didn't come off because he, he got booked, didn't he? And was sort of walking a bit of a tightrope. I don't know who that. else who else they've really got. Well, Matip was on the bench. Oh, was he? he? Okay. He was clear to play. He was eligible he? again. Yeah. I didn't realise he was eligible again. Yeah, okay, so right. I presumably started Clavin because he figured he had a bit more preparation for the game but, you know, that booking seemed to really rock his confidence and obviously he was at fault for the third goal as well so, I mean, at that point I guess it's you could maybe going to shatter his confidence if you do that perhaps that's a thinking but it seemed odd that Klopp didn't put his you know his strongest well, team out. The thing is that as soon as you as soon as you've started with Clavan and, and and you've got that centre back pairing that you want, I don't think any. I, I can't really think of too many examples. Managers don't want to change the centre back mm. pairing during yeah. the game. Well, Ma- Matip's on his way back, of course. Yeah. Um, Peter, you're a fan of Newcastle United, as everybody knows. What? Um, and so you're used to uh, supporting a team with a with a <laughs> gappy with a with a gappy <laughs> defence. <laughs> I, I, do do you do you worry for Liverpool because there are there are gaps there in that defence as, as it was alluding to and the, the conceding three at home to Swansea. Oh, I just think uh, they, they historically have always been unlucky with injuries, uh, as have Arsenal to, to, to more, probably more of an extent. But I think this time round, yeah, I think they've got unlucky with the players that they've lost in really key mm. key positions. And I think is he going to is he going to put his hand in his pocket and spend some more money? I don't know. Like in, in January, yeah. It'd be a good idea, I think, to, to fortify some some rather thin uh, squad depth. I think true. Fortify I, it. I yes. like that. I, it's a good word. It's a strong word. I mean, Liverpool were on the twelve month unbeaten home record in the league before this one. That's, that's yeah. a, that is why it's quite an outstanding right. result. Swansea had 26% possession, but registered more shots on target. Yeah. And actually, if, 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 now if this is a freak performance, like we know that can Nobody happen. saw this coming, to be fair. Nobody we did saw this coming. <laughs> or did Paul <laughs> Clement see it coming? <laughs> we, we talked about it on Thursday. You're yeah. absolutely right, Pete. We talked about it on Thursday. Well, we thought, you know, I, I said on the show on Thursday, mm. I'm pl- I, I, I think the signs he's made have been good. I think Martin Olsen is a good, experienced... Um, uh, uh, Premier League operator and he, and he had a good game mm. and Tom Carroll's tougher than he looks yeah. and he looks after the ball yeah, Tom yeah. Carroll was very good in that game that, I still said though I don't think they're going to win it I can't mm. see how they win that game yeah. but it's Liverpool like, losing the game around the Swansea winning it to a certain extent so I think so but I, I, just to pick up a little bit more on what Pete said I think he's right you could, they, not only do they have players missing they have players missing at key times and they can't get them all back together mm-hmm. and so even if it's not injury even if it's something like Mane going off to the Africa Cup of Nations and he's having a good tournament because he's a good player mm. that affects them mm. it, it really does and, and as soon as they stop scoring goals and the way they play their goals dry up and they concede you can see three goals at home in the Premier League you're, you're going to lose the game and the way they 
and the way they play is quite frantic and full on. And if there's no end product, I think people start to lose their positional sense a little bit more than any other team because they're, they're all over the pitch and they're just swarming. Yeah. Yeah. But if there's no end product and they're not seeing a, a, a return from it, I think it's kind of like, oh, God, what do we do? That's right, it's efficiency of possession, right? Yeah. Because well, without getting too beady about it, again, yeah. Liverpool had 74% possession. Swansea were able to convert 26% possession into three goals. Yeah. So well, it's about efficiency of possession. Two well. things picking up on what you said there, Luke. With the, they're missing Mane. They are. If you look at the stats with and without, it's quite startling. He stretches defensively. The second point I'm going to have to disagree because you said if you, if you can see three goals at home in the Premier League, you're going to lose the game. Well, as Swansea well know, beating Crystal Palace 5-4. OK, well, it's like, it's like, me, say, it's like me saying, you know, comets don't often appear in the sky. Yeah, yeah. Obviously they do, but not very often. Do you know yeah. what I mean? All right. that, it, Generally speaking, yeah. if you can see three goals, you're probably going to lose. <laughs> um, take the point. Michael Owen, Robbie Savage and Alan Shearer. They're all, too old, mate. They can't come said, <laughs> All said Firmino. Okay, yeah. This right. Stop it. People add syllables into players' names all the time. I'm mm. sure we probably oh, do. I was about to say, I'm not. I'm not. I'm <laughs> staying well out of that. Spurs not touching that with a barge pole. No. Paul Clement had a good result. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he didn't seem to notice, though, did he? <laughs> I love his sort of lack of reaction to absolutely anything like going that. on around him. I like him. that. Well, yeah, of course we won at Anfield for the yeah. first time ever. I'm Paul Clement, baby! It's almost like he couldn't see it happening. I think, do you know what I think? I think, and uh, this is not half the time, and this is not me trying to give our show like credit, but I think most of us, if not all of us in this room, mm. have suspected that Paul Clement's a good coach. Yeah. Because we defended him against, <laughs> we defended him when he was at Derby, yeah. and we've said, talked about his experience and all the players he's worked with, and, and working under Ancelotti, and would have uh, sort of learnt an incredible amount. I genuinely am very pleased for him that he's got one of those like showpiece results to hang his hat on. Right. So all the sort of mindless pundits mm-hmm. that aren't in this room, <laughs> <laughs> of which there are many, yeah. um, there's quite a few inside the room as well. Uh-huh. Um, can can stop just berating him for no reason. Mm. Just judge him on his yeah. results. He's 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 he's, he's had a difficult start, yeah. um, but he's he's shown positive signs. And they've now got a, a real, like I say, like showpiece result to, to get something get something going. And hopefully they will. The problem is though, the British, British managers don't get a chance. They no. will have filled the away stand. It's not a, it's not a long journey to Liverpool, is it? So no. just enjoy it, guys. Like a glorified home game for them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I should they, they should append that to their home record. I expected I think. them to win. <laughs> <laughs> well, from one English manager to another, Sam Allardyce, uh, it was a better performance for Palace, but they still lost the game against Everton. And he said, if Palace managed to stay up, it'll go into the last two weeks of the season if they're lucky. Well, they've got a tough run. He and knows in his environment. I just wondered if the players hear that. That's not really. But it's, it's repeated, though, isn't it? It's, that's been his sort of MO the whole time. Just is he laying the. Talk about how terrible that is. Is he laying <laughs> the foundations of, oh, if we go yeah. down, it wasn't. It's not my fault. It wasn't my fault. Doing a. Doing a shearer. I'll see him wings. Oof. Do you know, like, sometimes we, we talk, obviously we have to talk about lots of different clubs on this show and it's impossible for us to know everything about every club, right? So sometimes mm. we're, we skip over stuff. And So what I thought I'd do this week is... Allardyce is in charge of Palace, yeah? Yeah. Is, right. yeah <laughs> and when you say Palace... Do you mean the Palace of Football <laughs> and his Wembley? Yeah. It's not Buckingham Palace. No, OK. Yeah, right. They're still semi-professional. Okay. Shall, shall I pick this up after the show? Yeah, yeah. go on, yeah. No, I was just going to say, like, <laughs> so I, I tweeted out asking Palace fans what they thought the problem was because it seems to me that they, they were not really in, in a conversation too much about being relegated. And then mm. Pardew had this slide, and over the last year or so, it's been difficult. Mm. And they said, and a lot of them said, that the players aren't fit enough. The players mm. don't look fit That's enough. Right? So I did So I did a little bit of research. I looked into their last few games, last four or five games. So you gave them all a race? Yeah, so I, I, I went down to the training ground. <laughs> I said, I swam 70 lengths this morning. <laughs> 
<laughs> what have you not done? No. And so I looked at when they've conceded goals. And if you look, it's a really yeah, interesting pattern. That's right. They can see goals at the end of halves all the time. Mm-hmm. Against Everton, they can see that, that, that goal against Carmel, which admittedly was an unfortunate goal uh, in the 87th minute. Mm-hmm. They can see it in the 79th and the 86th against West Ham. They can see it in the 42nd and mm-hmm. the 88th against Swansea. The 43rd against Chelsea. Injury time in the first half against May United and in the last minute against May United. Yeah. Not fit enough. It's, it's crazy. And, and just very... who, who would have thought a Pardew side wouldn't be fit enough? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Just, just... Are you nodding along to that? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just constantly nodding. Whenever somebody says Pardew, yeah, I agree. Whatever derisory opinion you've got. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Normally, because... I'm not on my guard anymore. It's nice. Because <laughs> Pardew loves the fitties, doesn't he? Yeah. But, um, uh, just briefly go back to Paul Clement. He, he talked about his team only given a 35 minute performance against Arsenal. Yeah. Where actually they, they, they played okay in that period and then obviously that was not nearly good enough because they were hammered. And he said we gave a 90 minute performance uh, at Anfield. And it's true. Often with with smaller t- with, with with weaker teams, if they are backs against the walls, they're having to defend a lot. It takes it out of you, uh, you know, not just physically, but almost like uh, mentally is the word I'm looking for. And uh, they were so close against Everton. Now Schlupp going off the pitch that and all strange. that sort of business didn't help, and Davis found the gap, you know. But it is a, it is an interesting point, Luke. You say mm. it's also it's an interesting um, contrast, isn't it? When you look at what Paul Clement has said after the game, like even though they've got hammered four 0 by Arsenal, in, in saying that we gave a thirty five minute. Um, performance. It's like it offers a solution, doesn't it? You know what I mean? It's a, in a sense, it's a type of constructive criticism. Yeah. Whereas Allardyce is just going, "We are so shit. <laughs> we, are, we are awful. Yeah. We'll, be, we'll be lucky to get out of here alive." Imagine if you were. I don't the, know what I'm doing here. Imagine, <laughs> imagine, right? If you were in the theatre of war. Yeah, right, and yeah. your general comes in. Right, okay. The, you're dead. You're yeah. dead. You're dead. You're, you're even dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! You're practically a ghost on a ghost, yeah. mate. <laughs> ghost squared. You've been killed twice. What are you doing? Here? <laughs> Oh, we talked dude. about Palace being being not being sort. Of, well, I'll tell you what. To cut to, to do the expand, expand this story, I said Palace don't score enough goals. Everyone told me they did. I looked up and they did, uh, but they don't now. They, yeah. they, they just stopped scoring. Aren't they? They scored, they scored, yeah, they scored two in their last um, the last six Premier League games. I was just ahead of my time, Jim. That's yeah. what I was ahead of my time. And, that, and that's <laughs> cursing the, people now, rather yeah. than making. <laughs> right? yeah. I don't even know my own power. It's worrying. Mm. Um, it's a bit. It's a bit annoying though for someone who predicts the future to be ahead of his time. I know. I don't. I, <laughs> my, yeah. a productive you I can't predict the future. <laughs> Have a go. Unless it involves Stuart Pearce. Was... <laughs> Is he going to get England on a 20 mile job? That's what I want to know. You don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, he doesn't. Um, uh, well, the Palace have got fixtures coming up against sides that they can take points of Sunderland and Middlesbrough included there. But they have to because they've got such a they, hard they, run. They, they yeah. really do. But a little word for, on Everton before we go to a, a quick break. Um, another win for them. And Barkley looks a bit sharper. And, and going on the fitness thing, Kuman has, has talked about his players were only 70% fit at the start of the season. And he's got his regime, um, his fitness regime in there. And people are suggesting Everton are now coming into their own a little bit more. And OK, they, they needed to work for that goal and they were perhaps fortunate Schlupp was out of position, but they won the game. They won- there, was, there was nothing sort of um, sort of con- con- contravening the laws of the game with that Schlupp thing. It was unfortunate. But I mean, yeah. the referee doesn't have to stop the game unless he thinks a player's seriously injured or hurt or had a head, head injury or something like that. And so there was... And, and Schlupp sort of rolled off the pitch, rolled back on it. Yeah. The referee had no... 
there was no obligation to stop the game. No, it was unfortunate, and they're unlucky, and mm-hmm. that, to happen so late in the game after they battled so hard, I, mm-hmm. I have my sympathy, but that's not an excuse for why they lost the game. Yeah, well, Allardyce afterwards said, didn't he? The referee's got to make a decision about that within the game. It's like well, he has. One thing I would say though is one thing that is is potentially uh, difficult for, for for Everton fans to accept is the fact that Coleman was offside for that goal, and the assistant referee didn't give it. So that's a reason why they shouldn't have conceded it. But the Jeffrey Schluck one isn't. Mm. There we are. Uh, more Premier League chat after this. I'm so fancy, but you already know, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the football ramble. I'm so fancy, but you already know. Just sensational, sensational. Welcome back to the uh, football ramble. What? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's still the football ramble. Um, it's time for some emails with that man, Pete Donaldson. I always forget we do emails quite early. I've got them here, though. Pete, I'm ready. You, I'm ready. Would you prefer to be called P- PD for the emails or Donny or what? You Knock yourself out. I, I, I think there's been some kind of. Um, Coalition of you guys calling me like like Donny. I thought there's been, there's been a little meeting without me, and they said <clears> let's <throat> try and get under Peter's skin. But guys, I'm in my thirties now. I don't care. To be fair, Peter, you, you hate sounds me. like you don't. You hate meetings. You'd never come to me. Peter, no, I hate Peter. meetings. Yeah. It happened to me with all this spellsy nonsense. Let's years talk ago, more rock. And and it's <laughs> happening with you with Donny. All right, yeah. <laughs> we'll move on to somewhere. When else we get soon. to Morsey, <laughs> we know we're good. <laughs> Right, go on. Give us some emails, you saucy yeah. bugger. Uh, speaking of emails, actually, uh, you know that um, when you log into the short email account mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, read the emails and stuff like oh, we all do. you didn't see that stuff, did you? Well, <laughs> I, what I was saying is that um, Google um, caches all of your internet searches when you're logged in to... Uh, oh, is that right? Yeah, I know, I've had a little look. Uh-huh. Turns out we're all really boring. Yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, thank goodness That's for good that. Jim just watches stand-ups on the, on the internet. I presume it's Jim. Might be just no, be me. I actually genuinely don't do that. That's, okay. that's your own history. No, maybe it's me then. I think it's your own history. <laughs> that you're seeing and you're just so intoxicated just, half the time just, you don't, some of the uh, searches are so boring I was really surprised to not see more of my filth up there right, well but let's yeah, see what the so, listeners are saying yeah, eh? All right. a, a non-traditional email <laughs> Donaldson's WikiLeaks I've, down, I've downloaded the file I will be releasing them uh, to WikiLeaks to see uh, if anyone's interested people on the way to work thinking I wonder if my email's been read out oh they're not doing emails and the emails uh-huh. Uh-huh. can uh-huh. I be called Dononymous <laughs> <laughs> There it is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> PT leaks. Yeah, yeah. Let's get on that one. Wiki, uh, <laughs> Wiki Pete. Yeah, but, uh, better, just get yeah. yeah. Right. By the way, right. I hope you're interned for 35 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'd happily hang out in the Venezuelan embassy. Nice yeah. part of town. It's actually the Ecuadorians. The I was Ecuadorian. Yeah. 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 Well, I can have the Venezuelans. I was about to say, no, for two of them. There's no very room in Ecuadorian one. This is very much taken. Venezuela. No, 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 no. Ross Anderson says my hat of the week was Freiburg goalkeeper Lucas Radikis sending off in the second minute of their Bundesliga game against Red Bull Leipzig. One of the opposing attackers played a massively overhit past an onrushing teammate with nobody around him and with just 10 yards outside the box. Hradecki uh, slides down and blocks the ball blatantly with his hand. Just in case the referee somehow did not spot his first handball, he then picks the ball up, turns around and boots the ball into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> See ya! Um, uh, Mark in Notley Hills, Tasmania, Australia. Hello, Ooh. Mark. We get a lot of Australian uh, emails. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, hi, Ramble lads. In September, my wife and I had a baby boy named Max. Being your parent, one thing that I learned early on is that when I'm changing Max's nappy, he might fart or poop or wee during the process, soiling a fresh nappy and all the surrounding area. Not at all an enjoyable experience. So this... See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Just warning us all for fatherhood. Uh, so these days, often when I think he's done, I realise the big question of, any more for any more? 
Like what Marcus does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While having a quiet laugh. Shits and giggles, literally. Thank you, Mark. Uh, uh, Pete, that's, that's, if anything, that's a ringing endorsement for your decision to be an absent father to all your children. <laughs> I think so. Just let him get on with it. <laughs> yeah. You don't want me messing that up. I'm not really good with like, little stickers and nappies. Mm. Uh, all right, says Connor. Not very good with stickers, Marcus. Not very good with stickers. <laughs> Pete can't be a dad. My He's pe- not very good with stickers. Yeah, my <laughs> <laughs> My Panini record is so bad. Panini guys. game is yeah. weak. Yeah, no, therefore you can't. Right. Right, uh, okay. Connor says, uh, "All right, last week you were asking what the highest level is that the listener plays <laughs> oh, yes, at." Yes, yes. Uh, here we go. Here we go. I play futsal for Durham in the National League North. Doesn't count. Why doesn't How's it count? How's that made it in? Is that the best <laughs> what do you one? Mean? Oh, come on, it's a, it's a place to start. <laughs> yeah, okay. got to start somewhere. I'm with Luke. Don't build your house on sand, Jim. Jim, to be fair, one thing I would say is, Connor's in my den. You started it, so I'm sure you're finished. If I wanted to know about futsal players, I'd have asked. Yeah, right. Okay, right. Okay. Another futsal ramble. Top of the. If you register that, you're in trouble. Top of the structure. <laughs> top of the stu- we're a trademark. Uh, top of the structure <laughs> is the Super League North and South. Uh, then it is the National League North, South and Midlands. I also play though for the England Police Team and maybe representing the Hang Great on. British Police Team in the near future. England Police Team. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's actually marginally more impressive. Right. What, is he giving the information? That, all right, Daddy. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, d- Daddy Goldbucks. Are they going to play an international <laughs> tournament where they could play Police Machine of Nigeria? Yeah. Possibly, I don't know. He, sa- he says, I have no doubt you will have listeners playing higher than that anyway. Pete, you have, you have to forgive me, but I'm sat at the same table as a man who used to play for Leverhead Reserves, mate, so yeah, I'm point, a little bit less impressed. Good point. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> but did he, did he say what position he played in? Uh, no, he doesn't. I'll oh, give us some more info. <laughs> let us, let us visualise it. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is lovely. Charlie Hart. I think this should really go on the highlights of the week, but uh, have you got the one about the Portsmouth player? Charlie Hart. Uh, hello, chaps. I can't remember whether you do highlights of the week slash weekend on Tuesday's show, but I'm sending you mine. Anyway, sue me. Uh, my highlight was seeing Ports' superstar Christian Burgess turn up to the under 12s training session after their game was cancelled. Mm. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he says Portsmouth's superstar. I mean, he's, he's a good good defender. He's a six foot five centre back. I'm not sure you'd say superstar. Da, stop having a got professional slash amateur footballers. Did he, did he listen? In which case, he, be, he beats Connor from the last. <laughs> but, it, but it's a lovely image. Basically, just Burgess uh, tweeted, "Does anyone need a player?" To uh, which a young lad under twelve replied, "Yeah, Bransbury Park, eleven a.m. sharp." And lo and behold, he turns up. I, thought, I, love, that. I thought it was. I love that he just turned up. Rather yeah, than yeah. He didn't he even would. like. Sort no, of no, he did, no, he did. No, he did say he would. He tweeted oh, right. back saying, "All right, I'll be there at five And obviously, oh, yes. the coach was a bit like, "Oh, yeah, nice one." And then he turned up. and said, like, "Oh." He's actually here, yeah. <laughs> and he stayed for over an hour. I think you know, yeah. it wasn't like community just... man. Absolutely. If you, yeah. if you wanna, he's, he, and I don't want to denigrate a guy. He's a good defender. And he's he's played. He's... He's plays for Pompey. He's like ever present. He is a first team player. Mm-hmm. But the Portsmouth game with Crawley was called off, which yeah. people were fuming about because apparently a load of um, non league grounds around that area, the games were still going ahead. <laughs> so I don't know what it's Crawley always the doing. surrounding area, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's not always the pitch. I don't the know facilities. what Crawley were doing. Yeah, yeah, true. And they were installing a glass roof, I hear. But if you want to paint sort of a mental picture of what um, Christian Berger looks like, mm-hmm. he looks a bit like a slimmer Jason Momoa who played uh, Cal Drogo in Game of Thrones. Oh, wow. so he's okay, got, he's got right, long yeah. hair and a good Yeah, he is, yeah. Um, That's his yeah. Carl Drogo. It's great. It's great. That's a good bit of positive PR for Portsmouth. Which, let's be honest, we need. I was going to say, need. yeah. But it was a terrible weekend. I know you're going to come to League Two later, but just while we're on the subject, it was quite a poor weekend for Portsmouth because um, I think top two won, didn't they? they did. Our game was called off. So yeah. if we if we win our game in hand, we go third, which is the most realistic we can. You know for. that's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a guaranteed loss, that's isn't it? Newcastle Every time. <laughs> after that roundup, the League Two section on the running order is now uh, completely. Uh, <laughs> that's all you got. Oh well, we'll have another email then. Uh, from from you um, rinsing out a man doing a nice thing to some under twelves. Uh, that's weird. We're saying that. Uh, Tom, <laughs> Tom says. Tom says. Southend United sacking their head groundsman of twenty seven years for not doing his job by uh, mm. de- not defrosting a frozen pitch. 
Yeah, that was block. weird. 27 years. That's yeah, outrageous. But he's like, he should be doing his job properly. <laughs> <laughs> I think they did have, like, heaters and stuff on the pitch. Right. Uh, I think at a point but, where it's just too cold. I know, the thing is, that I, I, I don't know the story. Jimmy, take your point. I don't know the story. But it's South End. I mean, it's if, not... If the guy is... Regardless of how long he's been working there, <laughs> if the guy's job is to sort the pitch out mm. and he hasn't done well, that... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after 27 it, years, though, you'd yeah. give him one, Yeah, but right? come on. Is it his first offence? You had you one in 1984. Yeah. It was over 27 years ago. Fair enough. There's only like two weeks where like pitches get frozen in the whole year. Yeah. It's just I reminded mean, me when I asked the Crystal Palace fans about what's gone wrong with their club. Um, yeah, a bit annoying. Sorry about that. Uh, they, a lot of them mentioned the fact that I think Palace fired their long-term stadium announcer right. and replaced him with someone else who wasn't very popular. And then after quite a few protests, I think they re- reinstated the old guy. So mm. I think a lot, maybe a few bits and pieces off the pitch of Palace not going mm. to, to plan really. It's well. like very chaotic, wasn't it? Yeah, which was translating. Speaking of that, the yeah. Arsenal Burnley game. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a sad time down at Leatherhead when old Jim had to retire from being the, the stadium announcer what, for Leatherhead. What? No, he's, he's not old Jim. Oh, okay. I was the reserve yeah. uh, stadium announcer. <laughs> the, the young Jim, ready he, to step into his shoes. Will be old Jim one day, Jim. <laughs> nah, don't buy it. Um, uh, Arsenal, they got three points, Jim. What a, a chaotic a game. A comfortable three points at yeah, home for Arsenal. Absolute, an absolute cruise. Yeah. Till 65 three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> three big decisions. Referee got them all right for my money. Yeah, I do think um, Mustafi should have had a penalty earlier, though. Uh, which that's the only one you could argue that okay, okay. yeah yeah well um, Wenger Wenger sorry Wenger, Wenger. Um, he apologised after pushing the fourth official <laughs> yeah it's he? not often you see Wenger getting sent off is it mm. that, that, I mean that's really far down the list in all the mental things in that game I mean right? when, it's a bit of a cheek of Wenger saying well I've spoke to Xhaka I've told him to control his temper and <laughs> yeah. blah 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 he's just you, not doing you, it though is he he's only been sent off one more time than you mate <laughs> <laughs> he, he has had a sending off for Switzerland as well so that, that is three nothing this to do season with, nothing to do with that is, like. it, is it nine in three years something like that something crazy I mean, like I mean, that. gets a four game ban now he's on for the Ramos Kind of it gives it gives you a um, gives you a perspective of what it's like to, to be an Arsenal fan because you, you, obviously the games on TV so you watch it and you see Arsenal and and, and to be to, to to me those Sunday games didn't look to be the most inspiring oh. games and you thought well Southampton well, cruised to a win over Leicester earlier mm. in the day then we Arsenal Burnley came up next and we knew Chelsea were going to beat Hull so Arsenal Burnley then Arsenal go one up and they're cruising sixty five minutes in mm. and Xhaka the, the problem with Xhaka is <laughs> his tackling technique is poor yeah. for a defensive midfield I know he's only like twenty four or whatever so he, I mean. As as Danny Murphy though, I think it was Danny Murphy said on Match of the Day, um, that's not really that young anymore. But he has still probably got improvement in maturity yeah. in, in his game. His tackling technique is poor, and his mindset is 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 not stable when it comes to. You know when you're a midfield player, you have those running battles, and mm. he had one with Defoe, mm. and and it's no coincidence that he, he put that tackle on Defoe yeah. because he, they were well, up it wasn't against even him the all first game. one, was it? No, was exactly. Bad. And and I just think, why are you giving? You got to try, at some point. You've got to think. We're cruising this game. Yeah. No, you're in, Absolutely. One of the hallmarks of his problems is that he makes those tackles in really innocuous areas. Yeah, Did yeah. it against Bournemouth to give a penalty away? Remember, the guy's yeah. going away from goal. Did it against Joe Allen? Well, it was, with the Bournemouth one was weird. He, it was almost like he just ran into him, right? Mm. It wasn't really a tackle, was mm. it? it was just, he, he can be. He, he does get a rush of blood to the head sometimes. So he's tackling. Germany is tackling. You know, he does have these absolute ricks, but it's, it's not always like that. Much of the day made it out like he, every time he like, goes near the ball, he like, lunges at it with two feet. It's not like that at all. And his range of Passing is absolutely superb, but yeah, you don't get sent off for that though. Well, no, quite. <laughs> yeah. But he's, he's put us in a real difficult situation because he's, he's bound for four games. El Neni's away as well, the, the Cup of Nations, um, and um, that means uh, you know Cockland's basically our only only available sort of naturally defensive midfielder in a sense. So that, that creates a bit of a selection headache there in that who's going to go in there with him in, in games, particularly the Chelsea game. Um, Grow up, Jacques Marlake. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I just I just thought with with um, the DeFore thing, it was like Stephen DeFore's an experienced player, right? He's played. He's he's, he's a well-rated player. He's international as well, and everything. I just thought he was a bit canny for Shaka mm. Dan. I, I I would have been annoyed as an Arsenal fan at just him falling for that. Yeah. He didn't need to. Mm. Yeah, true. You get annoyed as an Arsenal fan a lot, Luke. So, <laughs> so, yeah, you kind of get used to it. You don't even notice it anymore. Yeah. So why we... am I furious? Oh yeah, this <laughs> a little, constantly in the background. Of a little my mention. Life. A little mention for uh, Sanchez's dink penalty. Oh, it was beautiful, wasn't it? it was, you know what? Like ballsy. Yeah, it really was. But um, well, given his record as well. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know you. I love that confidence. Danny Murphy made a really interesting point in the match of the day, didn't he? Saying where he was told once, like, always hit it down the middle late because goalkeepers want to be the hero. So they nice. throw and make a quite big save, which is a nice really insight, nice little yeah. bit of insight. Yeah. But um, mm. one thing is, like, you know, <coughs> as frustrating as it can be when Arsenal do these things, like, they're getting late winners and late equalisers and stuff. And I'd much rather sort of be stressed out and have points. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't. You know, they're like, se- are they second in the league? Something like that? Yeah. They are. But, but Conte must have been counting his chips. I've gone, yeah, what a great get- weekend. He hasn't got chips. <laughs> <laughs> Cash and his chips, counting his chickens. Yeah. 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 I, was gonna, I was just going to ask you a quick question on the thing. I know what you mean about it. You obviously want points on the board, and, and of course you want rather win games. But that aside, is it not a little bit like papering over the cracks that they got out of there with a win? Well, I think if you look at the sort of game it was... Because they really won many... that game, and people, maybe questions would have been asked a little bit more firmly, yeah. is what I mean. But I think looking at it sort of in the cold, sober light of day, um, it was a game that there weren't really any clear-cut chances in. So if Arsenal are going to get something out of it, realistically, given the way Burnley play, because they defend very deep, a very, very coherent unit, um, it had to be from a set-piece, re- really, and they did that. Got, you know, the, the penalties, both penalty situations, like... Cockerland's a bit naive with giving that penalty away. It was very, very clumsy. Um, and I think the Koscielny one was a penalty as well. But like, you he know, had to give that away, though, because Xhaka was on the pitch. Well, quite. Someone's yeah, got yeah, to someone's in, got do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quite literally step in, yeah. in, in that case. But, um, but yeah, I think, you know, if you look at Mustafi, obviously he got the, got the goal and um, Koscielny won the penalty. And Mustafi probably should have had a penalty earlier as well, as we say. And like, those, the, those players, they really stepped up there. And that was a tough, tough game. You know what you're going to get with Burnley? They are tough to break down. And Arsenal did break them down. So I, I don't know if, if it's papering over cracks. Um, it's dinking over cracks, it's dink- Maybe dinking I mean, over Alexis cracks. Sanchez did do that in the Copper America final against he Argentina. Did, yeah. he's, 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 he's done it before. Um but it was it was three points from Arsenal. Yeah, well, exactly. And I think, I think that's the point you're making. Th- I think there is a tendency to sort of make out Arsenal are more of a disaster than they are sometimes. Because say, Fire, isn't it? like, yeah, well, quite. <laughs> if um, you know, if if other teams do that, they're they're praised for winning when they're not necessarily playing so well. But yeah. I, I, I think point, you know, yeah. I think Arsenal didn't play terribly. Ridiculous moment from from Xhaka, but it's a, it's a tough tough three points to get, and they got them. Yeah, Manchester United didn't get three points. No, but they got a precious point though. And Wayne Rooney is now the greatest goal scorer of all time ever. <laughs> we always knew he would be. Absolutely. Nice way to finish it, From his debut, it? where, funnily enough, he mugged off Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he, nice way for him to finish it. What, yeah, his career? His career. <laughs> yeah. That's United. Now, now Jose can happily so get rid of him. Is would... that a scoop? <laughs> <laughs> he just retired now. That's one of your, that's one of your, your leaks already. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, I would, part of me would absolutely love it if Rooney this week went to China. You know, do you know <laughs> what? I've done it. Up yours, everybody. <laughs> Not a lot's been made of this, but I, I, I might be back at the wrong tree, but the reason he won't, I think, is because he hasn't got the league goals record yet. Um, Bobby Chant's still got a goal scoring record. He does. It's league, oh, right. it's league goals. You're right. I think he wants to beat that. What I mean, How many goals is that? going to struggle. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> How many goals in the Premier League did Sir Bobby Chant get? None. Zero. There you go, see? Overrated. Yeah. Same as me, mate. Yeah. The, the thing I liked about uh, it was... Uh, it's similar to what Jim just said about Arsenal, actually. Because Rooney's not having a great season, because 
because he's not the player he was. A lot's made of the fact that he's maybe being detrimental to United's team effort and all that other mm. stuff because he's a big personality and he's on this big deal and all that other stuff, which is part of the reason why he probably won't move unless they can buy him out of this. I don't think Wayne Rooney signed a deal of that that size without having some sort of commercial image rights bound up with it. So yeah. It's probably a bit more complicated than we all think. Um, but so he might not be as attractive to another team. Who, it might be signed up for another couple of years yeah, on the image side of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah it might just cost yeah. a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But, but Rooney is unquestionably unquestionably one of the all-time Premier League greats mm. and if you look at what he's achieved English greats uh, don't just refer but I mean that to but Premier, Premier League. League of all nationalities yeah. but if you look no, at no, what, I, I, sorry I, I mean in, in all of English football sorry mate yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay well yeah, yeah. fine but, but um, yeah <clears throat> fine um, but the, the thing about it, Rooney is at his peak he, no one should forget this he was the perfect combination of like English strength mm-hmm. and grit mm-hmm. and work and this also continental type flair, mm-hmm. where he could beat a player. He was skillful. He had everything in his locker. And if you look at the, if you look at the goals that he scored, loads more goals with his right foot than he did with his left foot. But some of the goals he scored with his left were fantastic, mm-hmm. like behind the back flicks and near post runs with left foot yeah. flicks. You can't do that without being a really good two footed player. Yeah. And he and he was an iron fist in a velvet glove for ten or so yeah. seasons. Yeah. And, and absolutely an all time great. And to put it in perspective, and this is not denigrating to Arsenal. I know people are going to get on the back of because of some of the stuff I said about Arsenal in the past, but. Thierry Henry's got a statue outside the Emirates and he's achieved less than Wayne Rooney has at Man United. Mm-hmm. Wayne, Wayne Rooney's got more goals for Man United than Henry has for Arsenal and he's won more trophies. That shows you exactly how important he's been. Oh, is, that not, is that not the culture of the media to denigrate an English player over a foreign one and also his angling for a move a couple of times yeah, that, which yeah, is kind see, of, which is kind of burnt? He's not the yeah, most that's popular... That's fair point. He's not the most popular Man United legend, is he, if that no. makes sense. Do you know what I mean? He's he, not loved there in a way that a lot I don't, of I don't, I don't think he sort of drank like. the Kool-Aid and bought into the whole kind of like the, the club as much as... I think Manchester United fans demanded at the time, and I think that that was the problem. Really, he was not, his own not, man in many but ways. Rooney I think. came along. Him. Rooney came along at a time when actually the the individual suddenly became the brand. Ronaldo, Messi, and, yeah. and Rooney was sort of put up, up as the English Ronaldo and Messi. And Ooh. I think a lot of people wanted him to mm. be up there with Ronaldo and Messi. And the, the he was is, always on the he was he was on the way by the time that uh, Messi on the way yeah, yeah, on the way. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's always yeah. uh, one, there was a season <laughs> crossover where those three right. were seen as the yeah, best. But the best he, but, yeah, but when it came to the obviously the international stage, you know, Rooney didn't do it perhaps uh, as much as us English would have liked him to have done. But uh, you know, that, that's just the the. The period in, in football history he came along in, and it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a shame for the likes of Rooney and one or two others to come along at a time when Ronaldo and Messi are there because they yeah. are. I mean, the, 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 the most ridiculous sort of stats of all time. Regardless, yeah, quite. It's, it's almost like Andy Murray, the tennis thing. He's he's playing the finest. Yeah, era don't forget Dan Evans, time. mate. Yeah, well, I've not. Yeah. I was coming on to him in a minute. I don't <laughs> want to. I'm not suggesting, by the way, that may not have put a statue outside of Old Trafford Wayne Rooney because there's there's been issues there, and I'm, I realise that he's not as popular as, as someone like Thierry Henry. Just draw a face on a bag of potatoes. Yeah, the jobs are good. But I'm just in respect of the achievements he's, he's had no, that completely. Year. No, you're yeah. absolutely right. And it was a great uh, goal to, to do it. And I did... Uh, Manchester United, they should have won the game. They had chances and whatnot. Mm. So, yes, it was a point saved in one sense, but probably two dropped in another sense. Um, but I did promise you a little bit more ball boy chat, and so we're going to have to deliver that before we go to the Championship, because Mourinho apparently changed the ball boys at Old Trafford for the Liverpool game. This is how much you can go into your tactics if you are having a switch-up of the ball boys yeah, to yeah. get yourself an advantage. The usual ball boys weren't used for that game. They were replaced by players from the, the academy teams. And uh, incredible, but it's the quote, really, that I wanted to bring your attention. Mourinho, the referee cannot punish the ball boy that disappears. Sort of, okay. um, <laughs> that's, that's a bit worrying. Yeah. Mm. He then goes on to say, you may as well put a cow in the middle of the pitch and then stop the game because there was a cow. You cannot do just anything in football. Football needs a ball. 
I think he yeah. would, he's not far away from putting a cow on the field to distract from his managerial responsibilities because that's what he's done here, hasn't he? It's very Everyone's true, talking yeah. about the ball boys. Nobody's talking about, about the fact the that they cow. drew that's right, needlessly. That's right. um, little, little horses, cows. Yeah, <laughs> oh, the little horse one was really good. It's very good, the little horse one. I, I did like yeah, that. I, I think sometimes Marina just gets a bit carried away. Just a bit like me sometimes on this show. I just start making a point and I just carry on talking. Mm. Yeah. Um, quickly to the championship. Aston Villa drew two all with Preston. You know as well as I do, ladies and gentlemen, that's why we're not talking about Villa. Yeah. We're using that as a little segue to Steve Bruce and Ross McCormack. Yes. Mm. And Steve Bruce in the kebab house. Yeah. yeah. I, wasn't kit. I wasn't going to mention that. It's fine, is it? He, he, he just, oh, it's just funny, isn't it? Steve after he's, he's lost a bit of weight. He's but fine. He deserves put, it. After he put the Ross McCormack issue to bed, he said, I'll treat myself on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well done. Ross McCormack didn't play as he missed training, reportedly. This was due to the electric gates breaking just outside his property. Oh, hashtag first world problems. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what I would say is that if you've got a manager that's clearly a bit knocked off about your performance, your um, commitment to the cause, let's say, mm-hmm. the first thing he's going to do is go and, go and drive around your house yeah. and pull the gate open with his bare, oh. brucey hands. Imagine seeing that out of your living room, Steve Bruce just scaling your fence, just yeah. like Getting walking over the grease top of it. Getting kebab grease up the wall. Going, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, one of the funny things about this was Ian Wright was talking about this on the radio, and obviously Ian Wright being the type of character he is mm-hmm. and the player he was, he was absolutely fuming. I bet he was. He was saying, um, he said, I would have driven through the gate, <laughs> and I'd have, I'd have, I'd have uh, what I'd have done is I'd have got I'd have just paid for the repairs. Ross McCormack is a player, yeah. by the way, who's last. He's a Championship football player, really. Mm-hmm. He's a last. Well, he literally is at the moment, but as in terms of level, yeah. his last two transfer fees are a combined twenty three million. To pounds. be fair, McCormack <laughs> probably could have a good crack at Premier League because he's a decent oh, yeah. player. Well, well he doesn't try. Yeah. <laughs> if he can get out of his house, and there lies the problem. I mean, there was rumours that he was missing. The old training session at Fulham, trying to push a move to, through. I think it was to Middlesbrough at the time. He's now got to move to Aston Villa, who are a bigger club than, yeah. than Fulham. Um, and yet, his four foot six inch high gate deems to be too high to scale and call can't Uber. call a taxi. Why has he got a fence? only four foot six. That seems a bit mad. Mar- like- Marcus, you're on it. Even Marcus is on Uber now. Even I'm, I thought you were going to say, even Marcus could get over that fence. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not tall enough, surely. That's as tall as you, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I, love the fact that, I love the fact that Bruce, you went round there. Yeah. I love it. It's probably <laughs> sort of Sir Alex Ferguson Imagine stuff, the that. ding dong. Who's that at this time? Yeah. <laughs> oh, bro, what are you doing here? Oh, how, did you get, how did you get past the gates? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, I'm on my moped. <laughs> It's not Kevin Keegan or Peter Beagery. It reminds me of the scene in Bridesmaids where Kristen Wiig leaves the first scene or whatever. She leaves the guy's house and she can't get out. So she climbs over the electric gate and as soon as she gets on top of it, it starts opening like back and forth. Yeah, 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 Imagine yeah. like Bruce. Like, it would be Bruce, would it? It would be Bruce. He'd just yeah. jump over. Classic. Oh, um, that's right. Newcastle back on top, Peter. Good, good scenes there. Yeah. Um, it took, took them a while. The first half they were a bit, uh, yeah. a bit flat. Second half they turned on yeah, the quality. Really that was smashy. Didn't they? <laughs> there was a lot of sendings off between between Brighton and Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, there was also a, um, the, Wolves, the Wolves goalkeeper was sent off against Norwich as oh, well. We love that, and they had no, um, they had to lose all their subs. All yeah. red cards this weekend. What a kit blend as well in that I game. Know. Madness. Uh, you couldn't see what was going on. I know. Yeah. Um, and then before we move on from the championship, there was one all draw in, in the West London derby. One all. Fulham missed another penalty, as is tradition. <laughs> oh. I think I think it's about six out of seven they missed. It Smithies, was very fighty. Smithies in goal for QPR has saved three Fulham penalty, penalties alone this season. Wow, wow that <laughs> is a, some stat. Absolutely. Have you seen uh, Dave Jones is now the Hartlepool manager? Is he from Sheffield Wednesday? That weird. Mm. Oh. Good though. Well done. Um, <laughs> keep it up. He, he was at Sheffield Wednesday. Really good. Oh, Dan, what's his name's there? Carverhouse. No, he was. Oh, back in the yeah. day. Okay, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, Scottish Cup and Africa Cup of Nations after this. Hi, I'm Linvoy Primus, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. Hi, I'm Linvoy Primus, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. 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 
Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Do not forget the preview show sponsored by Bet365 out this Friday. We were wrong. It wasn't Harry Kane as first scorer on a Spurs We were wrong. Liam Robertson, listeners. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, he was indeed. And he's, to be fair to Liam Robertson, he's he's kindly donated £50 pound of Prostate mm. Cancer UK off his own back anyway. Very good on him. So um, he just showed, he's learnt a lesson there. One, it's, it's fine to give to charity, but mm. also it's not as easy as it looks. Looks literally, hasn't literally, had his cake and eaten it there. Uh, well, I have. Beautiful. <laughs> somebody, get, <laughs> yeah. somebody get some money. Uh, before you got here. <laughs> oh, All right, a little dear. cake. <laughs> now, a couple of uh, cup competitions going on. The Scottish Cup was one of them. Bonnie Rig Rose won Hibs. Uh. The dream is over. Not just over. Yeah. <laughs> well, <Shattered. laughs> yeah. The very idea of having a dream. Yeah. Per chance to sleep. We're awake for years now. <laughs> in, a, in, a million, in a million pieces. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, yeah. The, 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 to be fair to the Rosie Posey, which is a great name. Yeah. Uh, they had 5,000 there. That's oh, not yeah. bad. Um, but their manager is a guy called Robbie Horn. This is an amazing quote. His post match <laughs> interview quote. We showed spell. We showed in spells what we're capable of at three 0 down. We <laughs> <laughs> lost eight one. So if anything, got worse after that. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand that if you lost three 0 Yeah, yeah, eight one. That is worse than taking no positive. <laughs> no, I no, it. yeah. The we can concede five and score one. That's yeah. what we're capable of. Well, good. I don't watch. I don't watch that. Then. There, was yeah. a, there was a strange quote um, from a from a particular uh, Bonnie Rigrose fan. They said to him before the game, "How are you going to line up? You know, what are you going to keep it tight at the back?" And he just said, "Let my defenders be the rocks and the trees and the boundaries." the sky <laughs> didn't help though did it yeah. didn't Jim 8-1 eight, eight, but that's mad Hibbs will play Wraith Rovers or Hearts in the next round eh ooh tasty yeah, do, you, do you, you, like, you mess with the ball we get a horn alright do your jambos fancy it of course they do <laughs> but what we all fancy is a bit of Sir Rod Stewart doing the flipping balls uh, at, the, at the Scottish Cup um, that was so at the draw lovely <laughs> it just... made me want to watch Scottish football if he could just do everything referee Rod the mod I mean if you haven't seen it 
Get and what, what, usually when something like this happens, newspapers go, oh, he was a bit jolly, wasn't he? And they're no. very kind of euphemistic. He was pissed. He yeah. was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> he was pissed. Yeah. He was having a lovely time. At it one, was brilliant. At one point, it looked like he grabbed SFA President Alan McRae's arse. Yeah, he did. At yeah. the end, it was very I love funny. That, that thing he was doing with his arm, as he sort of arced over to reach the balls every time. Like, just this, this huge, ridiculous, sweeping <laughs> love motion. It. For those who haven't seen it, what it reminded me of is sometimes when your family organise a party, or someone in your family organises a party at like an old like, working men's club or a community centre or something. And then one of your elderly relatives gets really drunk. Yeah, yeah. gets him on stage and bothers the compa. It was exactly like that in every way. Look, actions, yep. yeah. and presumably smell. <laughs> and they, they think they're the entertainment yeah. and they're doing a they really good job. They are the entertainment. Job. Look yeah. at the other two of them. No, but they think, oh, no, agreed. Right. Oh, this is the ride we're talking about. <laughs> Alan McRae's not exactly going to, you know, <laughs> fill the room full of laughter, is he? Anything like that. That's why uh, you get Rod de Mod in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a quick drink with, on Sunday, a uh, friend of the show, Slim, and uh, Fife went through as well. Nine, I think it's like nine or ten uh, games in a row they have uh, won. Quickly to the African Cup of Nations. Um, Gibbon, the hosts are out. They uh, are. It's a shame. Aubameyang with a great they, chance. They drew all their games, they? They, they, did, they, they yeah. near to beat uh, Cameroon, didn't they? They had they, Aubameyang missed an absolute sitter early on, and then they had a great chance right at the end. It was it was um, it was a shame. Yeah, um, the, the, the highlight for me. Oh, sorry, you're going to go about the what, game. No, no, no. Go on. I was just saying the highlight for me in, over the last few days is in the Burkina Faso Guinea Bissau game. Yeah, mm, that's. Did you see that goal line clearance? Yes. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. I think, I think absolutely it, amazing. I think it was still given. I think it, it went down as a loan goal anyway. It, it did. But have you ever seen this? Thomas Darbo, who's currently without a club, I'm not sure what he's why, but he's that sort of athlete. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the centre back, uh, I forget who it was, headed the ball over. It was a own goal, miscommunication wasn't it? of the mm, keeper, right. and it was going to go in. From out of shot, <laughs> not even the same postcode as the game. Thomas Darbo, just from the right back position, canes it a hundred yeah. mile an hour, slides in last minute, like last final thing, kicks it, dinks it out off the post. Right. Uh, to be fair, the guy comes on, smashes it after that. So it's going anyway. <laughs> but I think it was, I think it was in vain. It that's what makes it even more glorious. Oh, it was in vain, but it was the most stunning piece of athleticism I've seen in many and many a week. And, and of course, the the other goal in that game, a lovely finish from Bertrand Traore, the Chelsea loney. He's at yeah. Ajax yeah. currently at the moment. So uh, good stuff there. As, got to mention Asamoah becoming Ghana's top scorer of all time. Yeah, with a lovely header. Yeah, lovely cool header. header. And, and a traditional sort of what we've come to expect from the Ghanaian football team. A celebration, yeah. Where they sort of went back and forward. Yeah, it's nice to see. Oh, I'd love to know if they if they were three 0 down and got one back, but they celebrate like that. It's like when um, Michael Antonio said he would do the old um, hacker if he scored, and, they, and then he ended oh, up yeah, we waiting for ages, well, yeah. And then three 0 down, down. four 0 down. So he just yeah. had, thrown back to the penalty area. <laughs> 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 and then, of course, this week Morocco face Ivory Coast. Harvey Renard against his former team. Yeah, Morocco. Go. Morocco. They play tomorrow night. Morocco only need a draw as well. Yeah, um, I was like also going to yeah. add that um, Senegal, the standout team in this tournament so Marnie's far, for me. just bossing it. Isn't he he? Is, yeah, scored yeah. again. Algeria. I think they play Algeria tonight, and Algeria have oh, been disappointed. They've been disappointing though. That's the thing. And, yeah. and Senegal I, should the, go the, through. Burkina Faso. I think they they they're quite a decent side to watch at the moment. I think so, I think Senegal already are through. Actually thinking about it. Yeah, Who did you say? Sorry, Burkina Faso. I think yeah. At the risk of absolutely jinxing them, I think it's Senegal's to lose. I really do. They've the best team for me. Yeah, there we are. Um, right, let's have some highlights of the week, Luke. Yeah, quick, quick highlight. I'll, I'll run through these because I know we're a bit short of time. But uh, Van Basten, have you seen that Marco Van Basten <laughs> oh, thing? Mental. I have. Yeah, yeah. To get rid of yeah. yeah, he's he's, he's a, some sort of technical advisor to, to FIFA or something, and he's he's reporting back on his uh, ideas to improve the game, and he's come back with um, the following ideas: getting rid of the offside rule. Um, repla- I, don't, well, I don't even want to unpack that. There's no time. Replacing <laughs> replacing penalty shootouts with an eight second run up. I like that. That's, That's the hockey style. No, yeah, yeah he's he's like MLS. MLS yeah. used to do that yeah, didn't yeah, they, did. back in the day. Um, introducing orange cards to, to send players to Simbin for, for ten minutes. Um, this is this is a great one. This is one of his ideas, right? Matt, listen, just get your mind around how half baked this is. Players should be involved in fewer matches per season. 
How's it, where's the he's cause run out and effect here? He's yeah. off for eight. He's run out. He's run out. He got the yeah, seven. He's on on it's like a listicle. Isn't it? You won't believe what these celebs look like now. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Jim's on the train on the way in. Going, I need another one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's um, not one of your opening question answers. Pete. <laughs> um, How stop, dare you? <laughs> this is quite an interesting one. Stopping the clock every time the ball goes out in the last ten minutes. That's a, that'll solve a lot of problems. I'll leave that with you. Anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not averse to, to that see, one. I would love to see a game with all these rules implemented see to happens. see what it was like. They can't. Like the players, the players wouldn't know what they're doing, yeah. would they? <laughs> the only player know what they're doing would be Christian Burgess, who's got a degree in, in history. Yeah. He's quite switched on. Everyone else knows what's going on. Some people wouldn't be able to play because <laughs> they'd filled their quota of games that season. Yeah, I know. That's insane. Highlights of the week. Uh, mine was probably Chris Brunt's left foot volley. Oh, yes. yes. Um, or Carroll. Yeah, you know, Carroll. Big Andy, Andy Carroll with a header. Back to basics. What have we got here? Joe Flaherty, hello to you, Joe. He says, the guy on the preview show giving it the big one about how his predictions were better than the Rambles, so much so that they used it as, as a bet of the week. Needless to say, Kane didn't open the scoring and Spurs didn't win. Hashtag Ramble curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even matter if we do it. Yeah, Joe, if you've got something to say, mate, I mean, you give, us a, give us a tip for, for Thursday. Give, yeah. us a, give us a bet Get of the week involved. on Thursday. Right? Stop this dereliction of duty, you. Well, you, outrageous. Oh, well, you could have a say as well if you want. I don't want to. <laughs> Newcastle. You've heard what comes out of my mouth. <laughs> Newcastle to win every week. Oh, I can't do that again. Um, Bob Dunn, uh, he says, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Sammy Amiobi was back to spearhead the Raffolution. Back on there. The Lovely. Raffa- the Looking for a move. <laughs> Why have you not said the Raffolution on this show? Yeah. He says, "Q many Spelzy. cheers every time. To- every time he had Amy Obi touched the ball, there was a great chorus of his Sammy scores were on the pitch. But fortunately, he didn't. No. Oh, uh, he'll do that. They did uh, that once against Darlington, and I think someone got hit. <laughs> did they? Yeah. A couple more. A um, couple more. Uh, Hannah Sibley said, "Driving 550 miles, 210 of him on a bloody school night to watch Ipswich Town disgrace themselves twice. Even the ramble mentioned on Friday for my hapless bunch couldn't cheer me up, and instead, with Marx's judgment of myself, diabolical performance at uh, since." Bank ringing in my ears, plunged me further into my football-related gloom. It's one thing to have your embarrassment televised. It's quite another to drive up there, knowing your team's going to play complete and utter shit, and pay to watch your side's miserable humiliation, than to do it all over again on the Saturday by driving up to Huddersfield. Apparently, oh. we have four shots on target across the course of both games, and I averaged 130 miles per shot. <laughs> Oh the joys of bloody football. So sorry, sorry to hear that, Hannah. She said, on the bright side, though, I discovered that I work with someone who's named after Kevin Keegan. Oh, wow. Oh, right. But they don't like football. Oh. Um, presumably the person she's met, not Kevin Keegan. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder why, so it could be worse. Um, yeah, true. Uh, James Tortoise, he says, this is the final one. As part of my New Year's resolution to encourage slash force my indifferent four-year-old son into enjoying football, I decided to start buying him team badges. Rather than giving him a load direct from me with no background, um, I place a single badge in a little pot at night. Each morning as he goes down for breakfast his little face is a treat when he sees that the badge fairy has visited him oh. 23 days in and a fresh eBay batch arrived this morning meaning I'm sorted for the next month or so his current favourites are Napoli and Dynamo Kiev but I expect Sampdoria to overtake these yeah, I Sampdoria, thought that was nice I, I thought they kind of made nice badges spread. from a shirt or something so kind nice, of like a, a kind of little pin badges oh nice yeah, yeah. Pretty, nice uh, it, it, it did include an accompanying photo but that won't that won't benefit the listeners no. so get them on a cup in the yeah. 80s I thought that's a really nice bit of dad skill that from yeah, James yeah. Yeah. Nice. good for right. you well done James a fun, fun little highlight of the week came in on Twitter, uh, if, uh, if I may indulge in that. This one probably aimed at you, Luke. Oh, go on. Uh, it's from Matt Turner. My highlight of the week as a Southampton fan... Uh, well, sorry, my highlight of the week was being a Southampton fan, watching Pompey fans get on a train, not realising their game was called off when I did, didn't bother saying. Oh, oh that's oh, awful. Oh, You're from the next town, you rotters. Jim, what, I won't come in on that. All I'll say is that says a lot more about him than it does Pompey oh, fans. No, it, yeah. it says that they don't have the internet on their phones. Yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> Luddites. Yeah, true. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, L- Luddites. People, true. people regularly have a pop at people about their internet usage. That's how many was genuinely incredulous for quite a long time that I'd never built my own PC. Yeah, yeah. Why have you done it? Just do it, it's really easy. Oh, it's bubbling under now. You can see it. Right, let's get out of here before Pete explodes. Haven't you got any thermal paste? Have you never felt the, the unique silver thermal paste on your fingers? Thank you. I don't even know what he's talking Thank about. Thank you very much. It's for the thing listening. that helps it dissipate heat the from the processor. Because the processor gets hot, that right? The, uh, preview, and and uh, the thermal paste kind of spreads out and you put the heat sink on top of it. The heat sink's usually like a block of aluminium. And I think it just helps it dissipate heat. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu code GLOW. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.